0: This episode of Empowered Empire is empowered by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a simple creation tool that allows you to edit and create and make your podcast sound great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And here's the best part. All the tools you need all in one place for free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, welcome, and thanks for joining me. My name is Paul Davis Jr., and you're listening to Empowered Empire, My passion is for developing myself and others. This podcast is about growth on every level. Let's wake up that sleeping king or queen inside of you. I can't wait to rule with you. Let's get started. E2 Crew What's going on? This is Paul Davis Jr. with Empowered Empire. I am super stoked about the guy we got here with us today. Got the author of The Blueprint, How to Transform Your Life. Uh, this this young man is a phenomenal young man. He's been inspiring people, helping people uh, change their lives. Got a great story I'm going to tell here in just a moment. But without further ado, we've got Josh Williams here with us. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Paul. I appreciate it. Hey, man, we are glad that you're here. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I am 24 years old. I've uh, been in E-Town for about 12 years now. Uh, went to high school here, went on to play some college football. Uh, shortly after, tore my ACL, dropped out of college, and started pursuing business for myself. So, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So tore your ACL. Yep. That, that sounds like a little bit of a low moment there.
1: Oh, it was <laughs> the lowest of the low. So um, my book, The Blueprint, if you guys read that, actually – uh, 2015, I just took a lot of L's, man. I tore my knee. I mean, I tore my ACL. Uh, At the same time, I was in a relationship that lasted about five years. She decided she wanted to break up with me the same time that happened. So that, yeah, so that went left. And then, um, I went back home, dropped out of college, did not know what I was going to do with my life. And I was actually pretty depressed, man. So that kind of started my entire journey, tearing my ACL.
0: Awesome. So, what's your motivation, man? What's your why? Why do you do what you do?
1: Uh, my family, uh, for for sure. Not just my current family, but when I wake up, I constantly think about you know my future wife, kids, all that jazz. And I'm I'm single, so but I, I just I, <laughs> look, I look in the future, man, and I just see it and I shamelessly. I'm, <laughs> I'm so so motivated to just provide for them.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's excellent. So I follow you on Facebook. Put a lot of great content on there, by the way. Uh, always positive, always motivational, always inspirational. And you've always, you always have a a different route that you approach things from. Sometimes you're kind of just chatting with a guy. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. one, one video I watched you, man, you were just beating up a punching bag. Oh yeah. Just showing you showing your mindset, man. Just showing, you know, your mindset and your will. And you said, I think in that video, you said it's all in your mind.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So talk to me a little bit about your mindset.
1: Oh man. well. My mother, my family, my grandmother, everybody tells me I have an old soul, but it it just comes from my experiences. I've experienced a lot at a young age, so I'm very wise, but uh, my mindset just comes from the way I was raised. My mother always uh, pushed me and encouraged me, and when I would fail, she would pick me up and tell me to go again. So she never really babied me, and I mean, she was tough on me, actually. I I remember in middle school, actually, so you know, remember the Titans? Yeah. That's my favorite movie, and you know, Petey's (laughs) is the one who fumbles the football all the time, right? Man, I remember in middle school, uh, I scored like three or four touchdowns, had an incredible game, fumbled the football one time. My friends, they didn't do anything the whole game. After the game, my mom, good job, baby, to all the other kids. When they came to me, she said, why are you fumbling the football, Petey? I'm like, girl, I just, <laughs> I just went for 300 yards. What about that part, you know? So yeah. she's just always been that type of mom to where like she encouraged me and, and beat me up and just kept pushing me out there and preparing me for life. So uh, when I face adversity, I know exactly how to deal with it.
0: That's excellent, man. I watch you and I I listen to a lot of your stuff, and one talk jumps out at me. You talked about balance. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, for people that may not have had an opportunity to see that on Facebook, it's still up there. By the way, you did that what a couple months ago, something like
1: that. Yeah, it was recently.
0: Yeah, but give us a little recap of that.
1: So uh, my my whole idea of balance is Mm no. When I look at my life, I make sure that I'm extremely balanced because when I think back to when I was depressed and tore my ACLs because I was very insecure at that time. So when when I think about uh, my life and, and anybody in general, the, the entire goal is to be secure, right? You want to be secure. And if you think about security, it just means that you know. Now, when you're unsecure or insecure, it just means you lack knowledge. You don't know that you're gonna be okay. You don't know that your husband's not gonna cheat on you. You don't, you don't know that you you're not gonna be able to pay your rent this month, whatever it may be. So if we want to be secure, if we want to, you know, hit our goals and be successful, we have to know. We have to be uh, absolute about what we're doing. And for me, I always feel off. I always feel terrible whenever I'm not feeding every aspect of my life. And when we talk about uh, our lives, we are built in three different categories, but now we're forced to be built in four because there's four categories. And what I mean is, you know, you have your mind, body, soul. So that's going to be, uh, you know, you want to be your best physically. You want to be your best mentally and spiritually. And we live on an economic planet now. So you had to throw that last one in there, which is financially, right? So whenever I'm not feeding each category of my life, I just feel completely off, man. I, I feel disconnected from everything. And it's not, it's not something that you hear all the time. And I think that's why people, some people don't like when I talk about it, but it, it needs to be heard. And what I mean is when it comes to balance, when you're looking at those four categories, you're going to want to put as much energy and effort into each one equally. Uh, whenever I'm reading my Bible a ton, but not focusing and building my business, I feel off. And that topic there, that's, I mean, that's controversial. People say, oh, that's terrible. Don't say that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's the, on the flip side, whenever I'm making a lot of money, but not reading my Bible, I feel, t- feel terrible. So when you actually understand the entirety of it, it, they're actually all in one. They're the same thing. So like I said, balance is just, man, making sure that you're, you're best financially, spiritually, physically, mentally, go to the gym. Don't just make money. Go to the gym. Don't just make a lot of money. Read your Bible. Don't just read your Bible. Go make some money. Like, it's all of them, you know?
0: Yeah. So it's possible to win on every front.
1: Absolutely. Um, It's about prioritizing. And it it doesn't... I think... Here's the thing. People, they want to be boxed in because it's easier. But I don't let people box me in. So for me, um, I'm going to be a man of God, but I'm also going to be a multimillionaire. I'm going to go to... Church. I'm gonna go speak at conferences. I'm gonna go to FCA events at school and speak for free. But I'm also gonna go to some events in corporate America and charge them. I'm going to be who I am. I'm gonna excel at what I do. I'm gonna have tattoos. Sometimes I have drinks. Sometimes I cuss. So sometimes that's, that's that's who I am. I mean, sometimes I do certain things. But like I said, I I focus on each category in my life and I put energy and effort to them. So if you go to my house, I have a bookshelf full of a ton of books that I've read. And in those books, you can see that I have books about my faith. I have books about finances. I have books that are motivational to keep my mentality right. And I have books and courses that I've taken to make sure I'm lifting weights properly. That's excellent, man. Yeah. That is excellent.
0: There's definitely power in, and you said the word prioritizing, but all those things can be a priority. You can make all those things a priority. You know, one of the biggest excuses that you'll hear for, uh, not developing your body, going to the gym or not doing anything is I, I don't have time. Right. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's crazy that people say, see that's one thing that I don't deal with. A lot of people that when they reach out or they want to know how to do something or, or they're you no, know, I'm a, I'm a single mother. I'm a single father. I don't have time for this. I work 12 hours. Yeah. But when you actually calculate, you know how many hours you have in a day and sit down and how much, how many, how much time you're spending with, with those hours, you'll see like where your time's going. So for me, I really audit like every second of my day I plan. And when you don't plan, like you lose time so quick. So for me, I have to every night write down step by step. What am I doing at 5 a.m.? What am I doing at 7 a.m.? 4 p.m.? Like I know exactly what to do at every second in my day. And when you don't know, like I said, it's easy to, to scroll on your Facebook or Instagram and then boom, you've lost an hour. Yeah. Like your your phone, the iPhone itself, it shows you uh, the percentage that you've been on your screen time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, check that out. I mean, there's times in my life where I was on that thing nine hours in a day. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. So, I mean, you can use it a certain way. You can use it for good. You can go educate yourself and learn things with that phone. And and that's a great thing. But if you're just scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, no, that's time wasted right there. Mm. Or if you're sitting at home, you get home from work and let's say you get home and it's five PM, you're working nine to five and you say, you don't have time, you have kids, whatever, cook them dinner get them in bed. When you get done from seven till 10 o'clock at night, what are you doing? Three hours a, d- a night. You know, that time adds up. It's just, you, if you build something an hour a day or whatever it may be, that's that's enough. When I go to the gym every day, I work out 45 minutes. I don't go for two hours. There's no way I'm going to go to a gym for two hours, but I go at least 45 <laughs> minutes a day. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't get paid to, to look muscular, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to be healthy, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Sounds like you're very intentional about what you do. Sounds like you're intentional about when you do it, but you're also intentional about what you're doing. And I would guess you're probably intentional about why that you're doing those things.
1: Absolutely. Um, being intentional is the number one thing outside of, you know, being consistent and persistent. But I mean, those are, like I said, kind of the same thing, right? Being in te- uh, intentional about things. If Here's the way I would explain that. So no one goes to an altar and, and wants to get married and say, Hey, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. And then next thing you know, they're divorced. No one, no one says, will you be my wife? I'm going to divorce you in one month. No, <laughs> right. no one says that, but when you're unintentional about what you're doing and you're not, you no, know, continuing to do th- do the things that you did in the beginning, you're going to lose her because you were unintentional. Yeah. Right. So just being intentional about what you're doing is going to make sure that you're being diligent. You make sure that you're doing things the proper way. Uh, you're, you're paying attention to your time, the relationships around you, like all of, all of those different things. And that, that's what success really is. It's just being intentional about your time, your efforts, your surroundings, your environment, the things you're allowing to go into your mind, the things you're reading, watching, all of that jazz.
0: That's excellent. How long is doing what you do? How long has that been a dream for you? Did you always know, hey, I want to inspire people and I want to motivate people and I want to make uh, people better? Did you kind of stumble onto it? Did you, did you go on your own path and develop you and then, and then go, Hey, man, there's an opportunity here. Yeah. Hey, now look, Hey, I'm inspiring people. Right. Let's use this. I mean,
1: um, man, I've always naturally just been kind of a motivated guy. So people I've always been in leadership roles growing up when I was playing sports or whatever it may be, I've always been in those type of roles where people would look at me to lead the team and stuff, but I've never looked at it as a career. And even in high school, Uh, Man, I remember people coming in, presenting messages, motivational speakers and whatnot. I never knew they got paid. I had no idea. I just thought that they were just in there. Right. So uh, it never crossed my mind. And I was usually usually the kid that was not even paying attention. I was doing jokes, throwing paper, whatever it may be. Right. So um, insider secret. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) man, like I said, I I just never knew. But the funny thing about me is I've always been able to run my mouth when I was a kid. (laughs) When I was a kid, man, I could do something, come in the house. My mom was on fire, but I could talk her out of the whooping every time. I've always been great at running my mouth. You should talk me that trick. I never
0: talk my parents out of whooping. All right. Go
1: so, ahead. so I, I knew I was gifted with the, with my mouth. I could talk to anybody. I'm not I'm not introverted. I'm extremely out. Like I travel all the time alone, and when I go somewhere, I'm comfortable just chatting with somebody, making friends while I'm there. And um, so uh, long story short, when I got out of high school, I think I had maybe did a couple of public public speaking courses in class that we had to do. I hated it. It was terrible. I never envisioned myself being on a stage. But uh, shortly after, I mean, when I got out of college and started building my business and doing things, I was a financial rep. So I would help people like make investments or insurance and things like that. And I did really well. And I was 19 years old. I was making like 12000 a month. And and people started figuring out like, hey, this guy's killing it. He's a kid. Like this young guy, he's just killing it. Come speak to our school. So I went out and spoke at a school out in Warren County uh, that was in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And man... Uh, once I did it, it was like, it, w- it was the first thing I did intellectually that made me feel the same way I felt when I scored touchdowns. And wow. like I knew like, hey, I'm doing this for, for the rest of my life. But I spoke for free and I did not even know it was a business. And I didn't find out until later I started uh, learning from people like Inky Johnson, uh, Eric Thomas, uh, attending their conferences, shaking their hands, asking questions, like investing in myself. I, this cost me money to go to these these um, these conferences and whatnot. And when I went there, I'm like, hey, you're getting paid for it, like yeah. You got to charge a speaker's fee, and then once I figure that out, I'm like yeah, I'm running with it.
0: That's awesome, man. I was just interviewing a guy uh, just a few days ago, yeah on a, on our podcast, Paul Dangerfield, and awesome, awesome podcast by the way. But he mentioned you. I actually happened to mention yeah. you. Uh, we were talking afterwards, and I brought up your name, and he said that you had been an inspiration for him. He said he had an opportunity to run into you and speak with you. And uh, he asked you what you did. And you said, hey, I'm a motivational speaker. And he goes, wow, that's intense. Tell me about that. And he said, he just heard your passion come through, you know, about motivational speaking. And then he said, you said, what do you want to do? And he says, hey, I I like to be a, a, a fitness coach. And your comment to him was, well, what's stopping you? And he goes, well, I don't know how. And you said, well, figure out how. <laughs> right. And so something that he loves about you is just your straightforward motivation. You know, not a bunch of fluff.
1: Yeah. Just straightforward. Just get to the point and do it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, that's It's funny you even talk about that, man, because it's mind-blowing to me to think that he even said, said that to you. Because, like I said, I met Paul whenever I was going through recovery for tearing my ACL. And now I would go in there, work out 40, 30 minutes a day, if that. And now he would, sometimes he wasn't even working with me. He would just be around the area working with a different client, but he would kind of pop in and say, Hey man, what's up? What do you do? And ask questions because I always had my headphones on and I would be on the phone and people can hear me like talking to like setting, um, setting up an engagement for that week or whatever it may be. So he heard me like setting things up and he's like, dude, what do you do? So I talked to him about it. And like I said, we never really had any crazy in-depth conversations. It was just like, what do you want to do? then go do it. Yeah, And so it's just, it's just mind blowing that he even, he even thought to say that about me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. So I I think there's a takeaway right there. I mean, just in watching you live your life, there's something about living intentionally and with Mm -hmm. purpose. And like you said, you were setting up engagements. You were setting up your day. You were just doing what, you know, you do. Right. But it's funny that as people watch that, you know, as they start to take that in, that, that maybe it starts off as just being curious. Right. Hey, what do you do? Whatever. But the inspiration that even that can cause, I think that people are probably more inspired by watching what you do and what you've done than they mm-hmm. are ever by what you'll ever say.
1: Right, absolutely. Um, that's so true, man. You never know who's watching. And that's why I'm so intentional about posting content. Like, I want people to know what I'm doing, where I'm at. It's not because I'm trying to show off or like look at me, it's I wanna market myself. I wanna build a following. I wanna encourage people, you know? so uh th- that's so true but but yeah, I mean, Paul, he's a great guy, and when it comes to mentorship, I'm not a mentor, but when it comes to uh just growing yourself or just being motivational to anybody, do it's it's so crazy because people get stuck with a start, like that's all it is. they just won't start, but that's the that that's the hardest part, and it's actually the easiest thing to do, and <laughs> it's not even about their fear of what they can or can't do. It's just they want someone else to tell them that that they, that they can do it. And so for, for Paul, yeah, for like for Paul, it's like, dude, go do it. And he said, oh, I can do it? Yeah, just go do it. Okay, let me go figure it out. And he went to go do it. It was that simple.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. Speaking of mentorship, you use that word. I love that word, by the way. You just had a rare opportunity, <laughs> super rare. Oh, yeah. Uh, watched a video of you the other day. You were sitting there eating dinner with Les Brown. Oh, yeah. So tell me a little bit how, I mean, what was that like?
1: So, uh, Les Brown, man, if you guys don't know who Les Brown is, he is a world renowned speaker. Uh, he travels and trains and coaches and mentors people all across America. He's responsible for creating so many millionaires and just motivating people to take you know, control of their life, whether it be financial gain, whether it be just you no know, holding on to that marriage and not getting divorced or whatever it may be. He motivates so many people. And, um, He's, he's well-known, uh, top five speakers ever, I, I would say. And um, anyways, man, I, he, he lives in Atlanta, Georgia. And the crazy thing is, I had went down to Atlanta, Georgia. I did not have any idea that he even lived there because I always thought that he was in Miami. He, he grew up in Miami. Uh, I forgot where he lived shortly after that, but I had no idea he was in Atlanta, Georgia. I wrote his name down on a piece of paper. And this is so true about like speaking things into existence, right? So I wrote his name down on a piece, piece of paper. And along with several other people that I wanted to meet. And I said, I was going to meet this guy and be at the table with him. And I had a crazy urge, me and my buddy, to go down to Atlanta, Georgia. And I get down there. We're having dinner and hanging out with his aunt. And she invites some people over. It was like Labor Day or Memorial Day or whatever. Um, And they had this big barbecue. And this lady comes in and, and they're asking, now, what do you guys do? Yeah, we're motivational speakers, blah, blah, blah. She said, oh, my brother would love you. I said, who's your brother? Les, Les Brown. I'm like, wait, what? She said, like, the Les Brown. She said, yeah, Les Brown. So I'm like, wow. She said, "I actually, I'll see if he's, if he's available to meet with you guys tomorrow. So I said, okay, great. Um, Hold on a minute now. Yeah.
0: You just bumped into Les Brown's sister. His sister, yes. Okay, okay.
1: Keep His on. sister. So, uh, like I said, that's a crazy story. So I, I go down there. Like I said, I had no idea Les even lived in Atlanta, Georgia. I was not expecting to meet his sister or any of that, but I went and um, like I said, she called Les to see if he was going to be free to meet, and I said, "Oh, great let us, let me know we'll we'll make it happen." So I think two three days later, she finally called us back and said, "Hey, Les said, what are you doing tomorrow one?" Les said, "What? Yeah, we're free. We're not doing anything tomorrow at one. We'll be there." So we get over there to Les's house, and uh, man, he bought us some some big daddy soul food, and we <laughs> we're sitting there eating some cat fried catfish and turkey legs and just having a good time, man. And, and Les, he's so amazing. Like, he's so humble. He wants to help everybody. And this is man. one thing that I appreciate about him. He wants to duplicate himself and he's at a point in his life now where it's not about making money. It's about you know, that legacy that he's going to live. And um, he was just sitting there taking all of our questions. What do you guys want to know? And answering everything, giving us free advice, free mentorship. Um, he even went as far as to say, Hey guys, you know what? Stop, let's stop this. Let's hop on my live Facebook and do this on, on live tele, on um. Uh, Facebook. So we hop on there, we we get our names out to twenty thousand people in less than one hour. And we didn't even ask. It was just him that he just wanted to help us out. And it was, it was an amazing experience. So yeah.
0: Man, that's like I said, that's rare That's just an awesome experience. And so I, I then saw a video where you decided how you were gonna give back to him. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So um, like I said, we we were at Les's house, we did the live video and Um, He didn't have the proper recording material. So um, I had this little mic in my bag and I grabbed it out. We used it. He loved the audio footage. And he said, hey, man, uh, what is that? I need to grab me one. So I I, light bulb, boom. So I went to Add Value and I popped it off and said, hey, Les, you already have one. I gave it to him. So he loved that gesture. But when I left there, I still, my mind was turning because I wanted to go beyond what I did there. Because like I said, he has money. He could just buy a mic if he wanted to. I wanted to give him something that he's going to remember me by and something that's going to be kind of unique and no one else done for him. So uh, I went back home and I thought about what does Les like more than anything? And uh, while I was at his house, I realized that this 75 year old guy, he loves Mickey Mouse. So uh, his, his bathrooms, everything like curtains, wall, wallpaper, Mickey Mouse, everything. So I found that out that he also loved number seven. Uh, lucky number seven was his favorite number. And I wanted to combine the, the combine the two. So I'm walking through Walmart in the arts and crafts section. I see a block number seven that you can kind of stand on your desk. I decide let me grab this number seven and I grab some uh, Mickey Mouse stickers. I spray paint number seven. I stick the stickers on there with some uh, glue and um, put this shiny coat over top of it. And I send it off in the mail with a thank you card. Uh, he should be getting it in like the next day or so. So I will see what he what he thinks about it. But yeah, I mean that's something that's that's going to be unique for him. No one's ever put those two things together for him or maybe not even paid attention to the fact that he loves those two, two, two uh, things there. So I put that together for him and sent it off. I just wanted to show him like, Hey man, I, I, I'm appreciative of what you've done. Uh, thank you for giving me your time, your, your efforts. Like I know you charge people and I just want to do something that you're going to appreciate. So get that over to him.
0: That's awesome. You use the word in their value. And that's a huge word and that's more than just a buzzword. When you talk about value, you know, m- money is, one way we express value, mm-hmm. okay, exchange value, but value so much more than that. You know, value is impart knowledge. Uh, right. Value is encouragement. Uh, value is appreciation. Absolutely. And there are so many things we can do to impart value to one another. And I think that that is something that's probably lost in today's day and age. Uh, the thought that not only can somebody provide value for you, such as a mentor, such as a Les Brown, right. I can speak into your life, but then you can actually give back. And sometimes that giving back is just that appreciation. Yep. One of the best things you can do with something that somebody's giving given you is use it. You know, <laughs> yeah. take that information and process it and use it and then show them, hey, what you gave me didn't fall on deaf ears. You know, I went back and I applied it. And so uh, just excellent, excellent stuff. Let me ask you one question here. Okay. If there was one thing and just one thing you wanted people to hear on this podcast today, this was the only opportunity you were ever going to get to communicate with them. What would you
1: say? Man, um, there's only one thing. I would tell people, whatever it is, whatever you're thinking about doing, whatever your goal is, your dreams, whatever it may be, uh, a business, an idea, a book, whatever you want to do, just go for it. I will. I just, I can't understand why people don't go for things. Right. So, um, one thing about life is we are all going to die. And if you follow me, if you know me, you know that 2018, February 4th, my little brother was shot and killed here in E-Town. And, um, it woke me up, man. It woke me, it really woke me up. It's, it's so sad, but it was crazy to see what I did with that adversity. And I tell people all the time, like adversity introduces a man to himself, right? So, um, my little brother was shot and killed. Two months later, I was an author, and the crazy thing about that is that I had been trying to write a book for two years before that, and I couldn't, I couldn't get the book done. I kept restarting and, and trashing it and going back, and I just could not focus. I couldn't get it done. My brother dies. Two months later, I'm an author. From start to finish, writing the entire book, I edited the book myself. I did my cover, my back page. I did all the formatting. I did everything myself for that book, and I had it printed and get, had it out to my community in two months. But like I said, before that, it took two years for me to figure out how to do it. And the only switch was I realized how precious my time was. And I realized that, like, hey, you're going to die, whether it's tomorrow or sometime soon. Like you don't know. So it just really motivated me and inspired me. And I just went for it. So my life at this point, you know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm far beyond where I was. And it's because I'm at this point I have no fear, absolutely no fear. If I screw up, if I mess up. I look at you know, the, the step-by-step process of what I did and the results and I say, okay, what should I have done better? What what I what did I do wrong? And when I look at my results, I just say, okay, I did this, it worked. Let me keep doing that. I did this, it didn't work. Let's not do that anymore. So I think just go for it, whatever you guys want to do. Like I said, whatever it may be, whether it's books, uh, being a speaker, starting your own business, whatever it may be, just go for it. Because at the end of the day, you no, know, if you fail, you can always go back to where you started. That's it wow yeah
0: josh appreciate you being here man you are the man you are the man (laughs) i appreciate i appreciate that you add value into people's lives and you choose to do that when you're paid and when you're not paid right okay and that's gonna pay off either way you look at it and so i appreciate you hey guys this this is one of many talks we're gonna have with this gentleman uh doing big things so glad to have him here with us today As for you, I'm glad you took the time. We appreciate you taking the time just to listen. And hopefully we've added something. As a matter of fact, it's not hopefully. I know we've added some value into your life today. And so until next time, this is Paul Davis Jr. and Josh Williams signing out.